Good morning and it's a warm welcome to the first Climate Shield Solar Podcast. I'm Dave Rich and during this series of interviews, we aim to let you know the truth about solar and the benefits it has for the planet. Today, to kick things off, we're joined by RMD, Darren Pelling, who set the company up and it seems a great place to begin. So Darren, a warm welcome. Thank you, Dave. Darren, kicking off, tell us a little bit about the company, how it was set up and why. Well, Climate Shield Solar was sort of an, an idea that sprout to uh, myself and my two business partners, Dave Scott and Carl Jackson, during COVID. They had our sister company, Climate Shield Roofing, and they thought, well, look, there's obviously some synergies here between roofing and solar. And they started to look through the industry and talk to, obviously, people in their network and came across myself. And, yeah, we, we set the business up in 2020, right in the middle of COVID. And we've sort of grown it organically since then. Uh, the reasons why we set the business up was we felt that there was a gap in the market for a ethical and sort of data-driven uh, installer, someone who didn't have the philosophy of fit and forget, and someone who, who really focused on, on quality and data to support an optimised solution. So talking about the solar industry currently, people are watching the bills due to the energy crisis. It's got to be a boom time. It certainly is, uh, Dave. I've never seen anything like it in in my 12 years. Um, Of course, we have what we term the industry as a solar coaster, and we have seen peaks and troughs during my tenure in the solar industry. But this energy crisis has has sort of turned the industry on, on its head, really coming out the back of COVID and prices starting to rise slightly again because of shortage of supply and obviously factories in China and and Europe closing down. Uh, You've seen the energy crisis really turn the whole industry on its head and and, in some it wasn't ready for this and we've we've experienced long delays on some equipment but uh, companies like ourselves obviously have been planning this for a while and we saw that this was uh, going to come probably not as soon as it did Dave but we we, we were ready and uh, I, I believe you know we haven't had an installation be delayed as of yet. What makes Climate Shield as a whole stand out if I was a you know if I was a business looking you know how would Climate Shield stand out to be above and beyond everyone else? There's a real shortage of knowledge and expertise in the industry and I think that with Climate Shield we've got over combined over 30 years experience and what we've tried to do so it's not about fitting as many panels as you can on the roof it's about optimizing that solution to to benefit the business and its consumption so we really place a lot of emphasis on on data analytics and design and making sure that you know it's a solution that's going to be one uh, for now and two, that it's future-proof. So, you know, we're talking to customers about energy behaviours, not now, because we can see that through their half-hourly data or through the energy bills, but we, we're also asking them, what, what is their plans? What is their strategy in the next five years? Are they planning to get electric vehicles? Are they planning to upgrade and extend? And, you know, we have to think about the energy per square foot then. We're looking at it more as, a, what I would say, a holistic solutions provider. So we're not only doing solar and battery, we're also doing infrared heating we're doing led lighting and we're actually working um, in partnership uh, under you know strict partnership agreement with the energy management company so looking at the total sustainability process for a business so i think i think that really differentiates us and you, you have to in a, in a sort of crowded marketplace and i don't believe there's anybody doing what we're doing and you know there's some really good stuff coming out of climate shield um in the next sort of quarter and beyond that because we're always looking 
looking at ourselves and how can we evolve and what can we offer in the market that'll be different than our competitors and benefit our customers and can we help them in the different areas if we can't help them then we've got other accredited partners that can help them also but what we're trying to do is Climate Shield will be your sustainability partner, hopefully for, for generations to come, um, whether it be for the business currently or for the future business or any other part of a business in the group. We you know we want to be the first to be called in, in any area. We surround ourselves with strategic appointments based on that. You know, that's why we've got this energy management partnership. That's why we're looking at different lighting options now, which are quite revolutionary, particularly in the care and um, uh, hospital and public sector. So we're, we're looking at different options which tie into the solar, um, but will benefit the business as a whole. So as a business currently at the moment, I know there was, you know, there was initially a lot of funding there for solar and opportunities. Are there currently grant funding uh, that's in place through the government or at this moment in time? Is it like many things that seems to be getting chopped and changed and it's unclear about what the future holds? In, in the past, obviously, there was the feed-in tariff, which was uh, very successful, but um, that money dried up pretty quickly. And those type of tariffs or grants, as you say, they're only there to motivate the general public into into raising awareness about these technologies. And, and they did their job. You know, there was over a million installations before it closed down. So it, to the man on the street, it, it generated that awareness and um, made people start to think about renewables. But with the with the advent of obviously economies of scale and, and, and what's going on in China and the States and, and other countries adopting solar more mainstream, um, it's driven down the cost of equipment. So then the cost of equipment then becomes in parallel to what you would pay uh, on the grid and your, your, your return on investment suddenly is equal to what energy prices you're currently paying. So then you can make a straight what and the, the ROI matches what it was similar to when there was a feed-in tariff. So there's what I believed and other industry experts, the greatest opportunity is is when now, when energy prices are escalating and uh, it becomes grid parity. You know, you're talking in most cases for businesses that we can really hone in on their data and they have large consumptions and large roof space. We can get them down to a one or two year payback. Now, I don't know if any other CapEx equipment would realise the same situation for them but it's it's amazing what's going on and if they just rely on the grid nobody knows what we're going to do in the next year you know there is this capping going on by the government but that's only for the next six months what's going to happen beyond that i mean there's got to be huge uh, sort of infrastructure change to really have any effect on electricity prices because it's just, it's it's not deregulated and it's, it matches the wholesale gas price so uh before i get too technical dave i'll, I'll let you keep asking no you're okay no you're fine so yeah no i understand I understand about all the support and the opportunities for businesses and it's a phenomenal payback period that is potentially available uh, by by having solar installing solar but you know what actual grants are available to businesses currently what's available is the european regional development fund although we've um, had brexit and, and left uh, there is still a, a pot of money that still exists with local leps um, local enterprise partnerships and any business can can go to their local one regional one and ask if there's a grant that exists for uh, renewable technologies or sustainability or uh, creating a carbonless environment there will be different criteria with different leps but it's all around that carbon reduction and you can get up to in, in some cases not in every case
case, up to 40%, retrospectively towards that installation. There, again, there's all different kinds of criteria, and I'd recommend those businesses that are interested, they look at LEPs. But in the same breath, I can also tell you that we can always, because of what we do and how we want to be different than others, we will actually have relationships with some of those LEPs and be able to work those grants for you. We'll need a lot of businesses' input, but we will be able to submit those applications on your behalf, just as we are with DNO requirements, that's district network operator requirements, or any planning considerations. We we want to take control as much of the process as, as a customer will let us, and that m- makes sure that they're getting the, the most optimised solution. And finally, Darren, what do you feel that the future holds for the solar industry? Well, we've seen, obviously, in as well term, the solar coaster. I believe that renewables as a whole has a bigger part to play than possibly what it has in the past and, and what it is at the moment. There's still, I think, a lot to learn. I believe, you know, as equipment gets better and better, and we that's probably the bit that we haven't talked about today, where, you know, what we're, what is technology doing? I mean, technology in the last 10 years has probably only improved in the cell efficiency of a solar panel. Uh, we've seen, obviously, battery storage come into the market about five years ago, seriously, when we saw electric cars. So I believe there's more technological advances in, in those areas. Um, I believe BIPV or built-in photovoltaic panels will, will become more and more. So you'll see a lot of new builds going up with um, solar panels in the fascias you probably won't even notice that they're there but that will become more and more we're seeing a lot of built-ins into the roof solar uh, with the house builders Uh, i think in in new builds and architectural builds you'll start to see more and more windows fascias roofing carports all of this starts to grow and grow as, um, as as infrastructure grows. In terms of solar panels, I don't believe there'll be much um, technological advance. There is different sort of chemical compound that will increase again the uh, efficiency around the solar panel to around 30-odd percent, and that will likely go into manufacturing mainstream in the next two or three years. So we can see, again, you know, for that same size solar panel, 400 watts is what's been sort of standard in a 1.7 by 1.1 meter panel it will then now increase again to where we might see 450 or 500 watts in that same solar panel so that that's great for the industry because that means on tighter spaces you can get more power or more bang for their buck as the americans would say so darren pelling thanks very much and thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the climate shield solar podcast